You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. We somehow made it to a Friday. Week went by very quickly. Hour one, come on in, stay a while. And yes, it is a meat Friday in case you're wondering. Tequila lime chicken thighs, chips and guac. <laughs> Who has it better than we do? Nobody. Nobody. Oh, Fritzy, so sorry you're not here. You could uh, enjoy meat Friday via Zoom. Can Nobody. You, can you smell the no chicken thighs? Hmm. We have those little hot dogs too. That yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Come on, that would be mean. It's not nice. Yeah, don't even joke about that. Yes, Paul. It's funny Seton says that because the guy who makes the food here was considering making a Fritzy focused meal on Friday just to spite him. Yeah. Wow, mean spirited. Tyler, the moderator. Uh, this was uh, Chat Row. Those on Chat Row said, "Hey, why don't you have a Fritzy menu there?" And I said, no, no, that's mean-spirited. And they say we're mean. It really mean. is. Yeah. And I didn't know. I'm not going to do that to Todd. We would have Mountain Dew. We'd have the pigs in a blanket. <laughs> I would not do that to you. Mm. Uh, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. Say good morning to our radio and TV partner. Uh, Bengals at the Titans tomorrow. Niners at the Packers. And then Sunday, the Rams at the Buccaneers. Bills and the Chiefs. Our good buddy Ross Tucker will join us a little bit later on this morning. Nick Wright from Fox Sports will uh, do a pit stop as well. There's a lot of great quarterback rivalries throughout the years. You know, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, Steve Young and Troy Aikman. You can go back to Terry Bradshaw and Kenny Stabler, Bart Starr, Johnny Unitas, John Elway against Joe Montana, Joe Montana, Phil Simms. Eli Manning, Tom Brady, and then you have a rivalry coming up this weekend that could be a rivalry that lasts a long time. Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. And they faced each other before. Josh Allen beat Kansas City once this year. And despite the win, the Bills are probably thinking about revenge because the Chiefs ended Buffalo's season in the AFC title game last year. And Sunday is going to provide Josh Allen the opportunity to return the favor. But when you think about these matchups, you know, Dan Marino, Dan Marino and Joe Montana, how many times do you get that opportunity to face that other quarterback? Uh, Aaron Rodgers with uh, rivalries, it feels like. I don't know if there's somebody that you match him up with. Brett Favre, who would be the quarterback that you'd say that was his rival? And I'm trying to think here. Um, maybe they're each other's rivals when you think about it. Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, that, that's the rivalry there. You win one title each. And I wonder about who has the most to gain this, uh, you know, this postseason. Because if you're thinking about legacy, we, I know we throw that word you know, around a lot, but when I think about Aaron Rodgers, the legacy, he's been to one Super Bowl, and he won it, but he's only been to one. And that's a long, it's a decade. If he were to win another Super Bowl, that allows him, if he wants to get out of Green Bay, but it also moves him up. It moves him up the ladder. And now he's with Peyton Manning. Or you can say John Elway or whoever it might be. But you're thinking about legacies. If Jimmy Garoppolo would happen to win a Super Bowl, and he almost had one, um, Josh Allen moving into that category. If Mahomes goes to a third straight Super Bowl, wins a second Super Bowl, 
I guess you could say Matthew Stafford, if, if, if he wins a Super Bowl, he's going to the Hall of Fame, right? And, you know, we never have, we're never critical of Matthew Stafford the way we've been, if, if he were, were to do that. Um, you know, we waited for Clayton Kershaw, his good buddy, to win a World Series. Now it feels like we've moved on from Clayton Kershaw, can he win the big game? But you start to think, you know, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow would happen to just win this game this weekend. Like, if I just looked at the games this weekend, Stafford beats Brady head-to-head. Huge. Garoppolo winning another game and win a road game and beat Aaron Rodgers. Huge. Because also, we're looking at Jimmy Garoppolo for his next job. He's auditioning for his next job. If Joe Burrow beats the number one seed, now all of a sudden, Joe Burrow moves up the, the list of, where is he, top 10 quarterback? Top eight quarterback, maybe even higher than that. But that's a pretty quick ascension for Joe Burrow. Ryan Tannehill, if he wins, we expect him to win. They're the number one seed. But is he going to be responsible for a win? Because usually it's Derrick Henry's the reason. But, you know, if Ryan Tannehill were to win that game on his own, you know, we might look at him a a little bit differently. But uh, the Niners, Packers... And I started to look at these games, and I don't gamble. I am fascinated by the lines, though. Like the Bills at the Chiefs, it's Chiefs by one and a half. So basically, who's going to win the game? Rams at the Buccaneers. I always say I'd never bet against Tom Brady, but if I were to bet against him, I'd certainly take the Rams this weekend to win outright. The Bengals at the Titans. I think the Titans are a little bit better than we're giving them credit for. And the Bengals have been a great story. Uh, the Niners, I think, could win the game in Green Bay. I do. I, I think that they could keep it close. It's strange. It's one of those, um, we just assume the Packers, okay, they're, they're going to get everybody back and they're going to be, you know, going against Jimmy Garoppolo. And Jimmy Garoppolo is not a good fourth quarter quarterback. Is it going to come down to that? I just feel like the Niners can hang in there with them. Uh, and the Chiefs at home, I like the Chiefs. That's my Super Bowl pick, um, along with the Packers. But the Rams and the Buccaneers, it just feels like th- these aren't the same Buccaneers that we saw last year. The defense has really been the difference, I think, because that defense won the Super Bowl and put so much pressure on Patrick Mahomes. But this time around, it just doesn't feel like they're formidable or invincible or the team to beat. It feels like the Rams are coming in there and the Rams – have everything going in their favor. But, you know, that's the fun part of this. There's usually going to be one road team that wins this weekend. The question is, which road team would that be? Uh, I'm thinking it could be, would be the Rams against the Buccaneers. But Bills at the Chiefs, there are a lot of people who love the Bills. Like the Bills are going to come in there and hand the Chiefs a loss. You know, it's just they look so good last week. And that's what we get caught up in. Did you see them last week? And then you go, yeah, but they got to play this week. That, like, you don't just extend that game and all of a sudden, you know, it counts against the Chiefs here. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, if I'm a Bills fan, I would have wanted to play again like the next yeah. night. Let's just get someone in here. Uh, garage sale, tag sale, yard sale, final day for 50% off 30 different T-shirts at DanPatrick.com. Go in there and grab whatever you need to grab. And uh, we appreciate your, uh, your support of this program. 
Empower your investment portfolio with opportunities in Puerto Rico. Impeller is a new online tool that connects investors with innovative projects on the island. Available now. Impeller, your hub for investment opportunities in Puerto Rico. Learn more at investpr.org slash Impeller. Poll question today. What do we have, Paulie? Dan, first of all, you may have created the poll question, which who has the Ooh. most to gain from winning this weekend? Okay. So I think we're going to go with that. But Fritzy has a couple he'd like to pitch. Oh, okay, Todd. Okay, I've got which home team wins most comfortably this weekend? Bucks, Chiefs, Packers, Titans. Yeah. I hope Aaron Rodgers loses to the Niners tomorrow night, loses in the NFC title game, loses the Super Bowl, wins the Super Bowl. Wait, wait, wait where, where did this come from? How you feeling about Aaron Rodgers these days? <laughs> okay, all right. Immunized Aaron Rodgers. Kind of skewing negative there. And he has an even more negative order. Who's the least likable head coach left in alphabetical <laughs> order? Bruce Arians, Matt LaFleur, Sean McDermott, Sean McVay, Andy Reid, Kyle Shanahan, Zach Taylor, Mike Vrabel. Take a, take a breath. Least likable is, head coach is juicy. That is hot. On a Friday. I know. No idea what has that to do with it, but boy, you're you're a rascal today. A little bit, a little bit. I think Todd's hangry. Yeah, this is some Meat Friday. Yeah, energy. Man, I also had a too soon poll question. You got you, for that one. you got quarantine anger is what you have today. I kind of do. Yeah. I'm kind of cooped up in here. Yeah. Do you want a, a too soon a poll question? Yeah, sure. Okay, Meatloaf passed away. Unfortunately, we had him in studio. He was wonderful. Yeah. Passed away at the age of seventy four. So I ask you. More underrated, Meatloaf the food, Meatloaf the singer. Oh, let me sleep on it, or I won't do that. Meaning, vote on this poll question. The guy just passed away. We shouldn't be doing such so a poll question. So you're quoting his song, right? Yeah. Let me sleep on it. Or no, 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 I won't no, 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 no. You don't get to sing. I don't. If we're gonna honor him, you don't sing. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's not fair. So what do you think about that? I thought that was kind of clever. Or is it too soon? I'm patting myself on the back here. I, I love meatloaf. The performer. Oh, more than the food? Oh, yeah. Whoa. You're, you're for the Midwest. Exactly. I hated meatloaf. It's a staple. I know. That's why I hate it. It was like, hey, do you have that or go get a bologna sandwich? All right, I'll eat meatloaf. I'm scarred from my childhood. Mashed potatoes, some green beans, yeah. dude. What? Yeah, meatloaf overrated. This is, I can, we can't roll with you on that. Yeah, well, good luck. <laughs> but I, I, no, I really appreciated meatloaf. You know that, that Bat Out of Hell that came out in, what, 1977, maybe? It sold 60 million. I think 60 million copies. Do the math. It feels like one out of every five people had that album, Bat Out of Hell. And, you know, he was really a, a he was a big guy, but he was, a, a, you know, a, a fun, cuddly guy. And he was a great character on stage. And his uh, high school football coach, I think, gave him the nickname Meatloaf. And uh, he kept that name, uh, but he was, uh, I think he played a little bit of college football, but we had him in studio a couple of years ago, and he had some health issues back then. But, you know, it, 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 was, it was nice to have him in. Fight Club he has an unbelievable role in Fight Club. Yeah, he's great. Great. But, uh, yeah, Meatloaf passing away. Todd's the one who's being insensitive. I'm being insensitive. Yes, you are.
Yeah. We had one other tweet last night, which I thought was pretty clever, from Dead Charlie, who asks, who is more likely to survive their upcoming road trip? Frank Vogel, Seton, <laughs> or America's Rest Stop Bathrooms got thrown in there. I'm not on that trip, so I don't know why C would be an option. But Frank Vogel or Seton, who's more likely to survive their upcoming road trip? Why? You wasted all your stuff in the first 12 minutes of the show. I should have saved that yes. for a little later on. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Got to slow. I got to learn. I got to learn how to stretch it out. Slow down. We got three hours. I'm very hyper for some reason. It's Friday. I'm like, I'm feeling a little better. I don't know what's going on. I'm not even getting any of the good food that you guys are going to be eating. Yes, Paulie. Three guests already home for the weekend. Fritzy is Mm. unprecedented. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Am I still? I still sound phlegmy like that. No, not like it did yesterday and the day before. I was a little. I am a little concerned though. Has there been a time Todd not... didn't sound phlegmy? Yeah, <laughs> he's wire to wire phlegmy. <laughs> yeah, you no, were... I was googling all night last night because I looked at my wrists and my uh, upper part of my thighs, and I have like some like spots, and so I was like, "What the heck is that all about?" So I guess with if you test positive for COVID, there's a chance you can get like these what they call COVID spots. So that's got me freaked out now if I got to go to a dermatologist or something. They're not big or itchy or pussy or anything like that. But I have like on my forearms and my legs like there's these pink spots. And I'm not Why liking you that very much. Pull down your pants. Let me see. You've got to put on pants first. <laughs> no, I, I was, I'm taking a shower and I'm like, what's going on here? And like I'm Googling, like, what, is, is that related to COVID? You can get like spots on your body. I don't know. Pink spots. Okay. Anyway. Good. I'm good, man. Okay. You know, I like to share things with you guys. It's not gross or anything, I, but there's I know, but a few we, spots where there wasn't a week ago. We don't, we don't, it, it's always too I much know. information. Is it too much? Yeah, just a little okay. too much. Little I too thought much. I had like the mumps or the measles or something. Like, can you get that in like 2022? Yes, Paulie. One more poll question. Does Todd do more for the show when he's at home or when he's here? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. uh, <clears throat> hmm. How about we take a break on that one? I think I might be more productive the last few days. That is, that's a worthwhile question. Mm. Mm. No, maybe not. Yeah. Well, we're, we're glad that you're on the road to recovery, Todd. I feel pretty good. I still have a little bit of a thing, but I'm all right. I have so many people who want to talk about Seton's road trip here. All the suggestions we got. But I want people to understand... Once we come up with that, and and it's probably going to be over the next couple of days, maybe in the next 48 hours, we'll have the route that Seton's going to take to go to the Super Bowl. But understand this. If you're in Florida, Seton's not going to Florida. And if you're in Maine, he's not going to Maine. He's got to kind of have a straight line from Connecticut to Los Angeles. I'm hearing from, you know, Portland, Oregon. I would love to get up there. But, man, is that it's a little out of the way, you know? I mean, I want to go there. I love that city. It's great. Yes. But it's just this trip, it's probably not going to happen. You have to have kind of a straight line-ish to get there. He has to start on a Saturday and get there on a Saturday. Well, more of like a uh, like St. Louis to Denver swing kind of thing. That's, that's that what, what it's looking like. That's you're leaning towards Maybe, maybe some maybe Nashville somehow in oh, there. Oh, okay. Can we get up to like a Cedar Rapids oh, perhaps? Oh, that's, this, these are the things that are all in, in play right now. And then there's a stop in Phoenix. Definitely happening. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So we're, we're kind of workshopping this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really, it's starting to take shape here. Yeah. We'll talk to our good buddy, Ross Tucker, who has the most to gain of all the quarterbacks this weekend, who has the most to lose uh, of all the quarterbacks. We'll talk to Ross. He'll uh, join us. And uh, Nick Wright will join us coming up next hour. We'll take a break. Just getting started here. 
Back after this on the Dan Patrick Show. And now a message from Discover about customer service and common sense. Have you uh, had some credit card questions? Well, it's nice to have them answered by a person, a real live person, you know, a human being who actually understands your issues and then works to resolve them. Somebody with a knack for helping others and has a pulse. In other words, you don't need a robot. And that's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. We call this live customer service. Emphasis on the word live. Discover exceptionally common sense. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hall of Famer or not a Hall of Famer? We'll have that segment for you coming up of the players in the playoffs right now. Seton, you look like you're pondering the question. So wait, what are we doing in the segment? Not this segment. Right. Hall of Famer or not Hall of Famer. And what does that mean? How to explain that to me? That if uh, Paulie's going to say Derrick Henry, Hall of Famer, not a Hall of Famer. And we say if that the person we think is a Hall of Famer or not a Hall of Famer? Yes, that's how, wow. how it that works. Is. I couldn't have dumbed it down any more than that. And you still had to explain <laughs> it to Seaton. Right. So you're either a Hall of Famer or not a Hall of Famer. I th- okay. You got it? I think so. Uh, mixed reviews on Fritzy's opening segment. Uh, am I the only one who loves Fritzy's poll questions? The entertainment is endless. Uh, somebody said Todd is quarantine instead of quarantine hmm. on Meet Friday. Uh, man, I thought Friday Fritzy was bad. Friday quarantine Fritzy is a lot worse. So some mixed reviews there, Todd. It's not bad. I could live with that. All right. Good. He's our good buddy, Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman. Great appearance last week. By the way, Ross will be handling the AFC title game duties. Duties. Uh, that'll be at Arrowhead. Well, that's not the AFC title game. Fritzy. It's the division. AFC title game? Uh-oh. Yes. Oh, that's a COVID-related mistake. Can I, can I blame it on, Wait, on COVID? you're blaming it on COVID? I think I may have to. I'm a little, COVID fog? A little brain fog. Oh. Have you had COVID for a decade? Wow. <laughs> I think it would be the NFC Divisional Playoff. It's the AFC. Would... It's, you even screwed that up. It's not the NFC. It, he's, he's covering the Bills and the Chiefs. I need a nap or something. It's the AFC Divisional Playoff game. Mm-hmm. Well, I put title game there? Yes. Ross will That's be handling hard, the AFC title game. Mistake. Yeah. Let's bring in Ross Tucker. Clean up the mess here if you can, Ross. You, you're going to be covering the Chiefs' bills at Arrowhead this weekend, right? No, I'm not. <laughs> that's that's what makes this even better. I'm I'm in the uh, I'm in the booth in Tampa. I I got the Rams and the Bucks. It's the NFC I, divisional round. I, I texted Fritzy about that twice. I emailed him three times. I even told him <laughs> that this story that I'm I'm in the booth and Mike Golick, a seniors on the sideline, oh which God. is so cool for me, Dan, because I grew up outside of Philly, and literally uh, when Golick was playing for the Eagles, they came to Kutztown University and did like a charity basketball game or something. So I was in fifth grade. It's like 1990. I get there super early with my buddy, and I don't know who was handling it. It was Clyde Simmons, uh, Mike Golick, Andre Waters, and whoever their handler was looked at me and my buddy and said, hey, we need ball boys. You guys want to be our ball boys? We were like, Heck yeah. 
So we were in the locker room. Meanwhile, they started to get so tired during the game playing against these teachers. They actually put us in the game. And I drained two shots in front of like 5,000 people. So anyway, long story, but I got Golik's autograph. He was awesome that day. I was 11 years old, and now I'll be part of a broadcast with him. Even though Fritzy got it wrong three different ways, I'll be part of a broadcast with him on Sunday. Okay, that's a nice story, but let me go back to Todd. You couldn't have whiffed any more than you did. It, it's the NFC. It's not a title game. And I think I've been I think I've been set up to my credits. I have an email that I forwarded to the guys okay. that has something very different than what you just read. Okay, something was printed from an old one sheet email okay. or something. Okay, I'm okay. very upset actually about this because I Pass initially I thought it was on me. Yeah, I have physical evidence to show what I sent was actually Bucks divisional playoff. All right, thank you, Tom. By the way, Dan, you, you also threw me a loop at the start of the segment because you came back from break and you said. <laughs> Hall of Famer or not a Hall of Famer? I was like, oh, man, I got very excited. And obviously not as a player. I thought no. you meant like Hall of Fame guest or yes. not, Hall yeah. of Fame media guy. Like I got very excited and I realized it was not actually about me. Well, you had a great appearance last week when you mentioned that you basically uh, urinated uh, during every game, late in the game, that you'd sit on a towel. And uh, what was the fallout from your urination story last week? Well, uh, one piece of, first of all, people loved it. I had several of my buddies around here in Pennsylvania text me like, uh, you pee your pants, uh-huh, like, you know, <laughs> ha, ha, ha. But, Dan, Monday night, okay, I'm on the sideline for Rams Cardinals, and I had a back surgery in Buffalo. So, so people know, the worst thing about being a sideline reporter is just standing there for four hours. Like, it's terrible for your back. So during one of the TV timeouts, I sit down on like these luxury boxes the Rams have where you can't actually see the field. It's like below field level. I don't know who pays for these things, but I'm sitting there. By the way, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are there. An equipment guy with all the NFL stuff on the Cardinals sideline comes over to me, Dan, with one of those Gatorade towels. (laughs) And he hands it to me. I'm like, I'm good. Like, did I do something wrong? He's like, no, I saw you on Dan Patrick this week. I didn't know if you needed this or not. (laughs) I was like, no, no, I'm good. I don't hydrate as much as I did when I was a player. But literally, one of the Cardinals equipment guys came over to me with a Gatorade towel because they heard me with you last week. That's great. We're talking to Ross Tucker. I still think he's working the Rams and the Buccaneers coming up this weekend in Tampa. Uh, Loudest stadium to you is where? So when I played, um, it was, to me, it was the RCA Dome in terms of indoor. That place was so loud. I guess maybe they might have been pumping in noise. I don't know. But that place, you couldn't even hear yourself think. So that's the cold. And the loudest outdoor place was Arrowhead, for sure. Now, Seattle's very loud, too. But Arrowhead, and this is actually something, Dan, I've never quite understood You know how there's been so many new stadiums recently? You know, the Giants got one, and obviously San Francisco got one. I don't understand why these franchises don't mimic the acoustics of Seattle or Kansas City. It's not like the Pacific Northwest or the Midwest people are louder than the Northeast people or whatever. I think they're so concerned – with maximizing revenue 
and club space and suites, they don't, they don't mimic the same acoustics. That's a big advantage, man. It's honestly, Dan, if the Bills were playing the Chiefs in Buffalo, I would pick the Bills because that place was loud Saturday night. I was there. Those people were going crazy. But it's in Kansas City takes away the offense's ability to have the snap count advantage. They'll have to go silent. So I lean Kansas. It makes a big difference. Yeah, I I was wondering about that, too, that there are certain stadiums that there is a true – and that's Seattle Stadium. I mean, that that's that's loud. That And that almost hurts your ears. Um, I remember being in the RCA Dome, but I was there for the Super Bowl, so it, it was a different ambiance there. I've been to Lambeau. That, that's a great field, but that's a home field advantage for a variety of reasons there. Uh, you have the game with the Rams going into Tampa, and I was – it feels like this is the Rams game for the taking with uh, the offensive line, not healthy with the Buccaneers. You don't have Godwin in there. You don't have Antonio Brown, but it's hard to bet against Tom Brady. Who do you think wins this game? Totally agree with everything you just said. Uh, The Rams are a healthier team. They've got Cam Akers back six months after his Achilles tear, which is incredible. He looked good Monday night. Uh, They won the battle up front against the Cardinals, both sides of the ball. And you're right. I mean, Jensen's limping around. I I personally don't think Tristan Wirfs is going to be able to play. And even his backup, Josh Wells, has a quad injury. Ryan Kerrigan got two sacks on them last week. Now Von Miller, who's got six sacks in his last five games. This game is there for the Rams taking. This is a game that they should win. But honestly, Dan, I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a field goal game in the fourth quarter, and I can't verbally do it. Like, I I can't say Matthew Stafford's going to beat Tom Brady in a close playoff game in the fourth quarter. I will believe it when I see it. He's more likely to make a critical error. Brady's more likely – to get the game-winning points. So I'll lean Brady there. But I do think Stafford probably has the most to gain of any quarterback this weekend. You know, we would feel a lot differently about Matthew Stafford if he gets the Rams to a conference championship game, if he wins two playoff games, if he beats Tom Brady on the road in a playoff game. I think he has probably more to gain than anybody else this weekend. Yeah, that was my next question because – we know who has the most to lose, and it feels like that's Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Would you say that fair? No, no question it's Aaron Rodgers. And I'll go a step further. It's the Green Bay Packers organization. If if they lose, I don't see any way that Aaron Rodgers goes back there. I think he's just going to think, it's just not going to happen for me here. I'm going to move on. If they go to the Super Bowl or win it, I think there's a much greater likelihood – that Rodgers comes back. I think this game tomorrow night is that important for the Packers franchise. And you have the Jimmy Garoppolo situation where it feels like he's auditioning for his next job. A a win at Lambeau would be huge for him. I mentioned that Joe Burrow, if they would beat the Titans, just elevating him and his status as a top 10, top eight quarterback in the NFL Ryan Tannehill's probably not going to get any credit if they win that game, <laughs> right? Probably not. No, you're right. You're right. I mean, they can get to the conference championship. Tannehill, I think at this point, 
probably has to get to a Super Bowl. And I would say the Titans, they are they might be the quietest, least respected number one seed I can remember yeah. in a long time. Yeah. And I, I said this on Twitter at Ross Tucker NFL a couple weeks ago. I think they're one of the worst number one seeds we've seen. I mean, you look at the point spread. You look at what the Vegas folks would say. They're one of the worst number one seeds we've seen in a long time. But guess what? They win two home games. They're going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Ross Tucker, host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the color analyst in the booth for the Rams Buccaneers with Dave Pash and Mike Golick Sr. coming up Sunday on Westwood One. How did we do with that? Good? That was correct, yes. And by the way, I don't know if you know this, Dan, the Bucks might have the best press box food in the NFL. Uh, they, have, they have multiple carving stations. They serve <laughs> bananas foster at halftime. So I mentioned how important Saturday night is for the Packers organization. The Bucks organization has the opportunity to end the year number one in the Ross Tucker press box food power rankings, which is probably as significant as anything that will happen this weekend. Wow. That's a bold statement there. Huge. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. Uh, the road team that has the best chance to win is? Buffalo Bills. I think it's the Bills. Okay. I think they might be the best team right now. I mean, their defense is playing lights out. Josh Allen is incredible. You know, I think we all know what they did Saturday night, Dan. They did that against Bill Belichick. I mean, they had a perfect game against a Bill Belichick-coached defense. Seven touchdowns and a kneel down. It's incredibly impressive. Uh, That said, even if they win this game, they still need to win one more, likely at Tennessee, to get to the Super Bowl, which I think they need to do to kind of take that next step. But I think the Bills have a great chance to win. That game is going to be incredible. Look, I'm I'm loving the Rams-Bucks game that I'm going to be calling, but I really do think Bills-Chiefs is the game of the weekend because I think more than any other game, I do believe the winner of Bills-Chiefs is going to the Super Bowl. Sorry, Titans fans. You can be mad at me again, but I think winner of Bills-Chiefs is going to the Super Bowl. I was also curious, since you did play offensive line and you also played center for a little while, the the last seconds of the Cowboys game against the 49ers and the role that the center plays on that play, uh, where where do you stand on the Cowboys trying to pull that off and then spotting the football? Yeah, so first of all, I understand the logic of what they were trying to do. You know, they wanted to get it, Dan, so that they could – throw a strike into the end zone as opposed to a lob, right? As opposed to a Hail Mary, they wanted to get close enough, sort of like that fourth and 21 touchdown pass Justin Herbert threw in week 18 against the Raiders. They wanted Dak to be able to put a line drive into the end zone. Gives them more of a chance. So I get that. We were always taught in those situations, it's 16 seconds. So whether it's enough time to spike or enough time for a fast field goal, when it's fourth down, you don't have an opportunity to spike it. You got to run on the field. 16 seconds is the number we were always given. Mike McCarthy says it was 13 seconds. The problem I have with what Mike McCarthy said is he said, we practice it every week. Go back and watch the tape. Noah Brown, the receiver, just kind of standing around. What you do is you have two choices, right? You personally hand the ball to the umpire or you hand the ball to the center who puts it down so everybody knows where to line up, 
and then the umpire has to touch it, release it, so you can snap it real quick. They really didn't do either one of those. To me, the problem with them cutting it so close, they didn't allow for any variables. I mean, what if one of the D linemen accidentally kicked the ball? London Fletcher used to do that all the time. You know, it takes a couple seconds off. Or what if they were smart enough to lay on top of Dak for a second or two? There's just a million things that could go wrong like it did to not be able to get the ball off, which I thought they cut it way too close. Yeah, I don't think they practice that every week. Or if they do, they didn't practice it correctly because they they the margin of error was so, so small. And you can't leave... Like you, you kind of exposed yourself uh, as to this. The clock could run out on this play instead of saying to Dak, "Only get X number of yards if you're going to do it." Because they had two plays called. They had a pass play, and then I think Dak changed at the line of scrimmage and then took off. Well, they're letting you run for a reason because you have no timeouts and the clock is running. That's what I didn't understand. You have to have a clock in your head that says, "I have." X number of yards, X number of seconds. Now I need to get down. And I, I just, uh, I, I, there's no way they practice that play every week. And you know what, Dan? My bigger issue, to be honest with you, was after the game, both McCarthy and Dak Prescott complained about the officials. Now, I know Dak came out and apologized for saying good for the fans for throwing stuff at the refs, which, by the way, was a good move by Dak. But they still both complained about the refs and I think the older I get the more I realize these teams seem to be a reflection of ownership like the the lack of accountability and responsibility McCarthy says I thought they would let him play a little bit more what what play is he talking about when Randy Gregory just tackles the old lineman for no reason when uh, Adigi Zua pulls down Alex Mack when Gallimore had his hands up in like they were all legitimate penalties, Dan. Like Most of them were pre-snap. pre-snap. Yeah. They were all legit penalties. So rather than after the game saying, we need to do better with the penalties, there's too many, they complained about the refs. So them passing the buck rather than showing the accountability and responsibility, it's why they have so many penalties in the first place. They're not disciplined. They don't take accountability for their actions. Instead, they blame others. And it's why the Cowboys, I feel like, are the same team every year. Thank you, Ross. We'll be, uh, we'll be listening this weekend. The Bucks with Dave Pash and Mike Golick, Rams Buccaneers on Westwood One. And also, you can check him out on social media at Ross Tucker NFL. Thank you, buddy. Safe travels. Absolutely. Thank you, Dan. We'll take a break. Play the days up next. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Mike check. Mike check. Do you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game? What's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. And let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one-on-one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real. And when I say real, I mean that real. I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture you will not find anywhere else to make your next move your best move and tap in with me on kj live wherever you get your podcast from 
my God. The play. The play is called play. Of the day. Runner left side, got it! Check this out. With 2.6 seconds remaining, Crowder inbound, stolen by Doncic, right wing three, good if it goes, it goes, it goes! Just like that, five points for the Mavericks in the final 2.6 seconds of the half. Mavericks Radio Network. I don't know the last time we had a play of the day from a guy in a game where they didn't win the game. They were outscored 35-19 to in the fourth quarter by the Phoenix Suns snapping the Mavs' four-game winning streak. That's your play of the day. Play of the day brought to you by the Dan Patrick Show Ultimate Camping Rig Sweepstakes. To enter, get rules. Visit danpatrick.com or foxsportsradio.com by February 2nd. Mercedes-Benz Vans. Jesse in Los Angeles leads us off this morning. Good morning, Jesse. Welcome back. What do you have for us? Hey, DP. Hey, bud. Hey, bud. Happy meet and positivity Friday couple things on Seton's road trip. I only have one recommendation for food, and that's after Seton stops in Redlands and gets baked with his own O'Connor Kush. He'll probably be one to eat. And out here in Culver City near the studios, there's a hole-in-the-wall breakfast burrito spot called Jerry's Market. If you guys are Seton and want me to meet you at the band's final stop, I can, I'll be happy to procure some for you. But what I'm really calling about is my concern for the audience's well-being on this trip. Does this mean that Seton won't be working that whole week because if so, we're going to get a lot of exposure to Fritzy Friday, to Todd. And citing today's examples, I'm not sure Dan Nation's ready for that for a whole week. All right. Well, I, I appreciate your concern, Jesse. Thank you. We uh, we have an I-Team report. And now, we go to the newsroom for an I-Team investigation. The motto of our news team is, if good journalism is wrong, well, then we don't want to be right. Let's go to the newsroom. Paulie? Dan, we had the popular Ross Tucker on last segment. When yes. you introduced him, you said he was calling the AFC title game at Arrowhead this weekend, mm-hmm. which he most definitely is not doing. He'll, yeah, he's not at Arrowhead, and it's not the AFC title game. Right, and he won't be there at all. Yeah. So we thought that Todd had improper prep on the prep sheet. It's a one sheet, they call it, okay. that is given to you every morning. Okay. And at first, naturally, we blame Todd because yes. it's both fun and uh, tradition. Yeah. Well, we did a deep dive here, and it appears that Fritzy did correctly send the one sheet mm. to the BRGs, the mm. backroom guys, mm. yesterday at, let me check, 722. So, I mean, he was well ahead of the game on this one. And But unfortunately, one of the backroom guys searched for that sheet this morning yeah, and found that Ross Tucker was on the show 366 days ago, almost the same exact date we had Ross on, and found the one sheet from 2021. And gave that to you. Fritzy has been exonerated. Okay. So it's Marvin's fault, not Todd's fault. Marvin printed the wrong one sheet. And what should have tipped him off is that the quest, first question on the one sheet was, is Philip Rivers definitely a Hall of Famer? <laughs> Which I don't know if it's a hot topic today. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it was a hot topic last year, 366 days ago. Yeah. All right. Well, Todd, I'm sorry. I will say, though, that I should have resent it, I guess, this morning, the one that I sent to Paul, because I sent it yesterday, and maybe that uh, could have avoided any kind of issue. But uh, the email that you got was a year old with a year old questions, and that shouldn't have been on your desk. All right. Uh, Zach in Iowa. Hi, Zach. What's on your mind? Uh, two things. So first, Paulie, if you're trying to get out to Iowa City with your daughter to watch Caitlin Clark, just fly into Cedar Rapids, but... 
in all honesty, Carver, it sucks. I just go to the Women's Big Ten Tournament in Indy. You'll have way more fun over there. Second, Seton. I'm trying to map this out, but I think you could get to Ames, Iowa, Tuesday night, Cyclones versus Kansas. Not going to find a better environment in the Big 12. A lot of hatred for those people down south. And if you make it happen, I bet we can find some passes into the suites, four tickets, midcourt, eight rows up. Let us know. All right. Uh, Zach, we'll put you on hold there. Marvin will take your information. Got a lot of invites here, Seton. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Uh, Mike in Maine. Hey, Mike, what's on your mind? Hello. Turn, turn, Mike, turn the radio down. Hey. Okay. okay. No, 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 turn it all the way down, Mike. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. I had to say goodbye to it. <laughs> Got to have your radio down. Mike in Atlanta. Mike, what's on your mind? Uh, hi, guys. Uh, I drive, uh, actually, I'm delivering a dog from Austin, Texas to Greenville, Spartansburg, and I'm just going through Atlanta right now. I've been up in your area 11 times since June, and I've been to L.A. nine times. Uh, like I said, I deliver cars and dogs. There's really only two safe ways to go from your area to L.A. at this time of the year, and one of and one of them is to go over the Tappan D Bridge, which is a Mario Cuomo bridge, down to Knoxville, and then you have a choice. You can go over to uh, from Knoxville to uh, all the way over to Dallas, come down to Austin, go through San Antonio, and overtake ten into uh, Tucson and Phoenix. Or when you get to Knoxville, you can head towards Chattanooga and go all the way down into Louisiana and go all the way through Houston, San Antonio. Tucson and Phoenix. And Paulie, I've got one real quick thing. Do you know where Iliopolis, Illinois is? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Central okay, Southern Illinois. I raise, I raise, it's a geographical center of Illinois, and you and I have a whole lot to talk about sometime. I was a limousine driver. Why not now? <laughs> no, we can't. Oh, I'm Mike, sorry. Mike, I'm running out of time here. Dan, Iliopolis. I know. I appreciate that. Thank you, Michael. That was a great call. Yeah. So, uh, I love, too, that, by the way, the Tappan Zee Bridge right to Knoxville. Yeah. that's a, that's It's a little further than that, I think. It's a straight shot. Take the Tappan Zee to Knoxville. And right to Knoxville. And don't stop in between. <laughs> uh, it's a Friday. My gosh. Nick Wright is going to join us. He is laughing at all you Buffalo Bills fans and Tampa fans and a few other fans. He'll join us coming up. One more item, Hour 1, DraftKings, the divisional round of the NFL playoffs, and DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL, still has huge cash prizes up for grabs. This week, new customers can get into the game and play free for millions with their first deposit. Only a couple of weeks of football left, so draft your squad now. Pick your lineup of NFL stars you stay under the salary cap and score enough points to bring home some cash. And you get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. You'll feel the action of the divisional round like never before. DraftKings, of course, is safe, secure, reliable, and best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download that DraftKings app now. Use the promo code PATRICK to play for free for millions. That's right. Enter promo code PATRICK okay. to get a free shot at millions that, in total uh, prizes with your first deposit. Get in on all the action for the divisional round only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL 
Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See there you go. There for you details. go. I can help.